0: A 12-play, 75-yard drive that took less than two minutes. The difference, Illinois falls 23-20 to 20 at Indiana. <laughs> Brett Barron's here alongside Andy Olson and Bryce B-Mint. You guys were at the game. I was not. I'm holding down the fort for Friday Football Fever. This is all about you guys. Take me to that last drive, and there's lots to talk about from Illini Nation after losing this one. It was in Illinois' grasp the whole night, and yet they leave Bloomington with an L.
1: It just felt, I don't want to say inevitable, but as the drive kept going on, Brett, it was just like, oh, they're they're going to score. I thought that too. Like, so... For reference, for, you know, persons who may have missed the game, the Illinois defense stout the second half. Like one of one of the better performances over the Ryan Walters era, I would say, um, at points where about halfway through the fourth quarter had only allowed two yards per play for Indiana's offense. Uh, and yet when they got that ball back after – the field goal made by Caleb Griffin, it just seemed it almost seemed like we had seen this story before way too many times before. Um, and it, it ended the way that it did. The defense got really tired. It, it, you could tell that yeah. it was a hot day. The energy was just leaving them as time went on. on uh, it was, again, short drive under two minutes but 12 plays 75 yards down the field as Indiana just kept picking up those first downs it just seemed more and more obvious that this was going to be the end result another another heartbreaking loss under Brett Bielema
2: yeah it was you could just tell that they were I just had a feeling they were going to score you could just tell they had the momentum with them the crowd was electric for Indiana um
1: the crowd was great all day
2: yeah so you, they just knew I mean the players in between like plays were cheering with the crowd and stuff like you could just tell like they were like we're gonna win this right now like they had that mentality and I think Illinois didn't have the mentality of we're gonna win this they had the mentality of like oh we should we're gonna we're gonna stop them or you know what I mean it was like they had a, I don't know there's like a little different mindset I feel like at there at the end like Indiana wanted it and they made it happen. The
1: tempo was just so much at the end of the game that the, the Illinois defense was yeah. gassed. And and that's one of the big things everyone talked about coming in was Indiana's offense being up-tempo, trying to keep up with them. You know, me trying to keep up with them while i shooting video of the game. Uh, and it just really, each first down, each play, each broken down quarterback run on that last drive, it just ate away at, at the energy that the Atlanta had and and until they made it all the way down the field. And at that point it was, it was too far gone. And and Indiana had the momentum in their way and, you know, it ends 23 20.
0: Illinois dominated in terms of yardage on the rush game. Indiana only had 32 rushing yards. So a week after Illinois only gives up 30 passing yards to Wyoming, they only give up 32 net rushing yards to the Hoosiers yet Indiana was able to do everything it wanted and more through the air, 330 yards passing to Illinois, 232. And Chase Brown has another great day, 199 yards on the ground. He is proving that he is one of the best backs in the Big Ten. We already knew that. But the thing that stands out to me, guys, is the big play. How much did you feel like the big play hurt Illinois tonight?
1: It, I mean, it was a downfall. Uh, you look at the first half stats, where Indiana, I think, was arguably the the better team in the first half. And on about five or six plays, uh, Indiana made more than 80% of its yardage in that first half. It just seemed like there was always a guy that was able to get behind the the Illinois secondary, because you mentioned it, rushing they really couldn't do too much. Um, Shiver, just like didn't mm-hmm. wasn't much of a threat for for Indiana. The front seven for for that part of the game was doing a solid job in keeping you know the run game in front of them. Uh, but the secondary that we were so high on uh, after last week just really having difficulty with. The physical Indiana receivers, uh, and we talked about it on the pregame show. They they love to mix it up with their receivers and bring different guys in, and you could tell that they were fresh. They were able to get behind on, on, on pretty much all of the secondary members. Now they shirked that up a bit in the second half until that final drive. But man, every single drive, it seemed like it was kept going because of uh, this immaculate play that yeah. somehow Indiana was pulling out of their hat.
0: The other big thing for me I think that people are going to talk about, big plays certainly, the catch with Brian Hightower. Andy, you are on the field. Huh. Bryce, you are in the stadium. Was it a catch? Because on TV it sure looked like one.
2: I think it was a catch. I mean, I haven't tweeted my opinion about it. I I think he caught it and he landed and then as he was going to like get up, the Indiana player was Digging his arm in to try to knock it loose and basically pull it away, and he did exactly that. And he made it look like Hightower fumbled it, but I think that he caught it the whole time. And I don't think I don't know. I think it was a catch for sure. I'm not a rough, so I guess I guess I don't make that call. But I mean, I definitely think he got it. I think that guy just pulled it out from him. In my opinion, I had it. I was watching the slow mo cameras a little bit in the press box, and from what I saw, I mean, he had. Full of grass when he landed. It was a catch, in my opinion.
1: I'm on team catch two. It was kind of difficult for me to see. I was on the opposite side of the field, and a ball boy had stepped in front of me (laughs) at that exact moment when he came down with the ball. So I didn't get the clearest view, uh, but all the replays that I've seen, it looks like he he makes the catch, and you can't go back, and you can't blame one instance uh, on a loss. Now, that would have been a four-point swing. But the game just plays differently from that point on. And you can't go back and look at one thing. There was a lot of sloppiness from Illinois that are the reasons why they lost and not just one play that the refs, for some reason, I guess I shouldn't say the refs, the replay booth had to look at that and also confirm that it was not a catch. So it was more than just the referees on the field. It was whoever is in that replay booth taking a look at it. So I'm on team catch, but there was so much more that, we were rolling in Illini that you know that one catch. I'm not sure in the scheme of their issues coming out of this one.
0: All right, so we're all. I think we're all on Team Catch on that. I know Illini Nation is as well. The other thing that hurt Illinois penalties eight for eighty one. That is not going to win you games in the Big Ten. How important were penalties tonight for the Illini?
1: Well, it, yeah, it seemed like. I don't want to say every drive, but a lot of drives, there were just these momentum killers. And, uh, on the other side, giving Indiana momentum, there were penalties. And I'm thinking of one specifically in the fourth quarter where Taz Nicholson, uh, got up in the face of an, of an Indiana defender, pushed him. And now the Indiana defender made a meal out of it, but you know, it was still, it it was still a penalty in, in that aspect. Uh, And then he didn't end up making up for it, forcing the fumble later on in that drive. But there were so many instances um, on offense where plays were called back. Um, And we talked about that last week, too, specifically how Isaiah Williams numbers in week zero were a little deceptive because he had two big catches that were called back. And it's the same thing this week where big plays ended up coming back because of of little things, simple things that should not be happening uh, in year two with his staff. And Brett Bieland talked about that in the posting press conference. His big message was that this team needs to learn how to win.
2: Yeah, I agree with you with that one. I, and like you said, Bielma mentioned it. That was a lot of what he said in the press conference was like all the little mistakes that – and even um, Isaiah Williams and Chase Brown afterwards after the game were both saying it was all like mental mistakes that they made. And they're like, it's all things that we could change. And if we would have just put those factors in, you know, we could have came out with a dub and had a different result Um, if we just do those little changes. So, you know, this is now two games in a row where they've had a lot of penalties throughout the game and it it is a game changer. It's just little things that if they just clean that up, it it could be a different Illinois team come week five or six. And on that
1: last drive that they had the ball, not the last one of, sorry, sorry, I guess it would be second to last Illinois drive before their last actual possession with it to end the game. Uh, they had uh, a penalty back them up further and they had to start uh, one of those series down because of that. And it ended up being a fourth and one when Casey Washington makes the catch on third down. And you think without that penalty, they could get that first down and run down the clock. So that one specifically is way more impactful on the game than something like the refs not calling Brian Hightower's catch, a catch in the end zone.
0: The other big talking point after the game, Brett Bielema deciding to go for it on fourth down and they turn the ball over in the fourth quarter. Was it the right call guys? What do you think down there deep in the zone and they get no points out of it? 1000%.
1: I think it was the right call. I know that, afterwards you can go back and look like well if you get those three points and it's 23 23 but in the end Robert Robert Rosenthal and I talked about this on the Sunday no huddle that's coming out this Sunday uh in the end it's a wash because the defense is able to go three and out and they get the ball back and then kick the field goal on that drive I think fourth and one you're at the one yard line. having a guy like Josh McCray in that situation would certainly help but That's just the hand that you were dealt. You have to go with Chase Brown. Could they have called a different play? I'd say so. Uh, You know, they had just stuffed Chase Brown on a third and and one to go to get to the goal line. Nothing changed on that fourth and goal. Um, But as far as the call, I think the math is with them because instead of them going up three like you did on that next drive and a touchdown is enough to beat you, which ended up happening in this one, you could have gone up eight points, and then you need the two-point conversion. So, to me, it, the reward is well worth the risk in that scenario.
0: I know those are going to be yeah. the big talking points. Bryce, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, especially towards the end of the game there, like, what do you have to lose a little bit? You know, go for it. At that point, I was pretty much all I was going to say. I was pretty much just going to reiterate what Andy said. Brett, what were you going to say? I didn't want to cut you off.
0: Yeah, no, those are gonna be the big talking points from this game, in my opinion. It's the penalties, it's the fourth down call, it's the catch from Brian Hightower that wasn't for the touchdown, and it's dropped passes. And those things are gonna lose you games in, in, in Big Ten environments on the road. And, you know, the I guess the disappointing thing for of Nation should be the defense, because you guys both said this earlier that the defense was stout in the second half. They only gave up 44 total yards in the third quarter. And before that 75-play drive to win the game, they'd only given up 26 yards. So that, that's it. I mean, that's 70 yards through the first quarter and, th- you know, third quarter and, and all the way down to two minutes and 16 seconds when that drive started. That's 70 yards. That's all they had given up, and yet they gave up 75 in less than two minutes and Indiana goes and wins the game. And, and that's the difference in a loss. And ultimately there's a lot of season left, but these are the wins that can make the difference for a team like Illinois, trying to build between going to a bowl game and not. And we saw that last year, if Illinois hangs on beats, Maryland beats Purdue, they're going to a, a bowl game. So that's my biggest takeaway from this game guys. Final thoughts as as we wrap this up here for what Illinois is right now, what they aspire to be and how sour of a taste this should be in their mouths.
1: Boy, it seems impossible. You bring up those Maryland and Purdue games and something like this can happen again. Just how does it keep happening to Illinois football? Uh, But to answer your questions, this should leave a, a, a huge sour taste in their mouth. They should have won this game. And I don't think that that's arguable. Now, Indiana was not playing well as well if they cut out some of their mistakes. Maybe they're more in this one. But Illinois has no one to blame but themselves for this loss. Uh, as far as what they want to be, they, of course, they want to be a team that wins these kinds of games. But like I said, being them brought up, they are still a team learning how to win these games. And I think That's somewhat fair in in year two of this coaching staff, you know, you are still trying to teach up some of these guys that it's not always going to be easy to win these types of games. They're certainly capable of it, but to do it consistently is a whole different story. Um, So where they are, certainly a team still figuring it out right now, Um, you know, we were pretty high on Illinois coming into this game. I had made the guess um, uh, 24-17 before this one. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm sticking with that. Uh, but, you know, I it, it just is what it is right now. It's a roller coaster of a season. And uh, Illinois was dealt a tough hand. They weren't able to do what they had to do. And they're still a team team that is young and learning and we will see from here. They certainly have the potential to go to a bowl game still. This is not a season ender by any means. But I would say that you certainly see this becoming harder um from this point on.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, I just think it's they're gonna have a tough in a way tough road kind of coming back. I feel like after a big loss like that with the Big Ten team, like it's but they kind of regroup. They have a whole week to regroup before they play Virginia. So and it's gonna be at home. So that'll help a lot as well. Like that was a pretty crazy crowd. Pretty excited that Illinois was there. Cause I mean they haven't matched up since what 2013 or something like that. So um, I just think you know they're still fine. They they played a really good game still. Like we mentioned in the third quarter defensively, they had they kind of shut down Indiana for a while there. So I think it's just if they fix those little mistakes and those balls don't slip through hands and things like that, then I think that they're on the right track. They just got to figure out who they are as a team and kind of get that all figured out by the week four or next week. Doesn't
0: mean it's any easier for Alana Nation to stomach what happened tonight. In Indiana and in a team that went 2-10 and 10 last year, and I think that's the most disappointing part for Illinois fans is that Indiana is not expected to be very good once again, and yet here... Illinois is and can't figure out a way to win a game. And Brett Bielema has said this multiple times, multiple times. They have to figure out how to stop losing games and figure out how to win them first. And as this, as tough as it is for some fans to probably realize, Illinois is still finding ways to lose games. And in my eyes, it's really as simple as that.
1: Yeah, and I, I 100% agree with you. How they do that, you know remains to be seen I have I don't certainly don't have an answer for how they do that um, it's going to be experience and they're going to have to take these tough losses they're going to have to learn from them and that's going to be the most important thing is how Illinois comes out next week after absorbing this loss you have that extra now and how are you going to come out against Virginia at home I think they're certainly capable of winning that game but You know, it's certainly going to be interesting how they respond to this one. And if they can learn from it, they can grow as a team immensely and possibly get to the point where they are the ones who are not finding ways to lose games.
0: All right. Any final thoughts, guys? As Illinois loses 23-20 to in a game that I think we're going to mark down as one they should have won and add it to the list at this point. I think you can (laughs) put – Certainly, Purdue last year. Definitely Maryland, and now this one in the file of slipped through the fingers.
2: Literally slipped through several players' fingers there. Unfortunately, a lot of drops. A lot of of drops there. I also just, my last thought too, I think, you know, it's only year two in the VLMA era and it does take a little bit to kind of like find your momentum, I guess, with the new, kind of like, it's a new look for Illinois. So with the whole new coaching staff, so it's not going to change overnight when you have a new coach coming in. So, I mean, like he said, they got to figure out how to win after not having the best seasons the last three years or so, you know, it is going to take a little bit and you got to get people in and you got to kind of get that swagger to them and, and they need to, kind of make winning their standard and it just kind of it does take a little bit so you know maybe they'll slowly get there and I think it's just like a you just kind of I don't know I think it just takes time which is not a bad thing I'm not criticizing them anyway with that
1: no I'm with Bryce I think these losses are necessary to get to where the program wants to be I think it's as simple as that Bielema wasn't going to come in and start winning every game
2: overnight yeah Yeah, it doesn't happen like that you
1: have to you have to take these lumps and I think that they will be better for it in the long run.
0: Doesn't make it any easier right now for Illini Nation. That's true. And Illinois That's, now yeah, falls fair, fair. to 1-1 one and one overall, 0-1 in Big Ten play. Virginia comes to Champaign next week. The Who's absolutely put a whoopin' on Illinois last year. We'll see if there's any difference this year. New head coach for the Cavaliers. That game is next Saturday. For Andy Olson and Bryce Beeman, great work to get tonight, guys, over in Bloomington. I'm Brett Barons. We'll talk to you next time here on the 3 in 1 podcast.